Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and a neuroplasticity therapist and it really touches my heart to see people with chronic and complex vertigo, dizziness or tinnitus conditions to see them resolve and come to a place of healing, of hope and of a new normal. And today I am actually really excited and blessed to be meeting Becky from the US who has found me somehow in the, in the world of the internet and has read my book, Rocksteady. And I wanted to chat with Becky about what she got out of my book, how it helped her on her healing journey. And to really talk about, you know, I suppose how it, we can feel very isolated, very lonely, very lost, very helpless, hopeless, and powerless. And why getting information that's meaningful, that's accurate, that's relevant, can be game changing. So Becky, thank you so much for finding me, for reading my book and for agreeing to chat today. I'm really, really pleased to meet you. Thank you, Joey. It's so nice to meet you too. I was so excited just to talk with you, um, share my story and just learn from you and in the hopes of maybe helping someone else down the road. Yeah. So to start with, do you want to just share with people um, just very briefly about your the tedious nature of the diagnosis? And then touch sure. how you came across my book. Sure, sounds good. Um, so my vertigo kind of started two and a half years ago. Um, I went through a really long diagnosis process. I think a lot of us have, um, but it was just, you know, it was hard. The doctors weren't really sure what was going on. They kind of thought maybe it was triple PD, but they weren't sure. And I just felt um, really alone during that process. I didn't know anybody else that had gone through it. Um, I had an amazing physical therapist. She's still helping me today go through, um, you know, exercises and she's with me every step of the way. And she's totally on board with the rock study process. After reading your book, I've shared with her um, your tips and, and things like that. So she is really, you know, on board with me. Um, but it was just throughout that time, I just really didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to or anybody that had been going through the same thing. Um, and then I found you on YouTube and watched a couple videos and saw that you were coming out with a book. And I was so excited. I signed up for the pre-order right away and got it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And the interesting thing, so triple PD um, is persistent postural perceptual dizziness or three PD. And it's a condition where we might have an initial onset of ear trauma. And so there's something that physically goes wrong with one of our ears or both of our ears. And the ear will naturally resolve that biological or architectural trauma within six weeks. That's, that's, that's the normal process within the ear. However, because the neural signals from the ears that are traveling through the brain and coordinating to the eyes and the rest of the body, they can actually have like a software update that goes missing. So even though the ears may have fixed and there's no longer an ongoing physical trauma, that's technically resolved at the physical level, we can still feel lingering dizziness, this persistent postural perceptual dizziness that doesn't end because it's like the software settings at that brain level, the neural settings are stuck in a dizzy mode. And actually physical therapy is not really recommended for that. So it's not very effective to do lots of um, physical exercises as the solution. And that's where the Rocksteady process helps us go, okay, well, what are the mental, emotional, and spiritual pieces missing that are keeping my brain in this dizzy setting? And how can I recreate a new normal? So 
the physical exercises are wonderful in that initial six week period when the ears are learning how to re-communicate back into the brain. And then we have to really shift into the mental, emotional, spiritual daily practice and exercises. And really right up in chapter one, I think the book talks about the body scan, which takes us into that place of sitting with the body, sensing and feeling and bringing in some of that really subtle, emotional, spiritual self-study and reflective work that is so important to allow the brain to rebuild new neural pathways. I would love to hear how you've explored mm -hmm. the, the body scan perhaps mm -hmm. and what you got out of that, reading the book and learning about the, the neural settings and neural pathways and maybe some new words. Like tell us how mm -hmm. that introduction and the first few chapters of the book sat with you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, right away when I opened the book, I was like, this is exactly me. This is what I need. This is what I need to read about and learn about to heal. Because um, I, I felt like I was missing something. I really did. Um, I didn't know what, but I was missing something. And um, the body scan was huge. Um, when I started doing it, um, I just, I felt a change. And it was that same day after I did just one body scan, um, listened to, you know, your podcast and sat in my basement and, and did the body scan and went to work. And I thought, I feel a little different. You know, I don't know, something clicked and um, I'm still practicing it, still learning it, um, you know, trying to get, you know, used to it and trying new things, but it really did make a difference. So I hope if someone hasn't tried it yet, that they, you know, will definitely try that body scan because you know, I was a little skeptical at first, you know, you, you, if you haven't done it before, it seems a little weird. It seems a little odd, but, but it really does help. Yeah, and I can also relate to that. And I think if I if I try and summarize it quickly, essentially, if we're doing exercises to ourselves, but we're not actually feeling what's going on, we're, we're potentially repeating muscle movements. So sure, the muscles might get stronger, but if there's not that mental emotional connection to what we're sensing and feeling through the brain processing filters, it's kind of like the muscles getting stronger, but if we still feel a disconnection or an anxiety or a fear about whatever it is we're doing, which could be an eyes closed exercise, it could be just sitting in your body with your eyes closed, it could be standing in the body with your eyes closed, it could be walking with your eyes closed. And the reason we close the eyes is because that's what enhances that vestibular inner ear information and, and gives the brain more of that signal to, to work on and focus on. Um, and as Becky can explain, being overly reliant on visual information is exhausting and can lead to headaches and all sorts of suboptimal outcomes. So we can't over rely on vision um, in the long run. So there's some of those short term strategies begin to fail us. So anyway, the body scan is a way of pausing and consciously feeling and sensing rather than just going through mechanical repetitions. We actually approach stillness. So rather, and we're using our core muscles to sit, of course, we're not floppy, but as we sit up in stillness, we're teaching the brain how to re-identify with steadiness, how to re-fire new steadiness pathways and how to be emotionally safe in that process. And I would say the spiritual piece, which is nothing to do with religion, all religions welcome and no religions welcome. The spiritual piece is saying, well, who do I believe is going to fix me? Is my body going to heal itself? Am I a key player in this healing process? Am I taking some responsibility for my healing? Or am I expecting something out there to miraculously fix me, cure me, some device, some drug, some amazing expert person? 
that's the spiritual piece. It's like, where am I putting my faith, my belief, and where am I connecting to? That's where my energy is going. So the energy is either coming back within and I'm trusting myself and my body and it's a self-contained system, so I'm not exhausted, or my energy is leaking out there into the world of blind faith and trying devices and pills and supplements and drugs and therapist after doctor after specialist you know it's this exhausting goose chase we're leaking energy in that process because spiritually we're giving our power away so the body scan is a very very ancient traditional yoga practice i do explain that in the book it's nothing new and i certainly did not invent it but the context of why it's relevant for healing i think is really important to get our head around the why otherwise we're not going to do it right so do you want to um maybe talk a little bit about how learning about neuroplasticity might have helped you solidify why you do a daily practice and why it needs to be different to mechanical repetition. Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, I think a daily practice is great. Um, I try to get up in the morning and just take some time for myself. It's hard to do. I have two little kids at home, um, but I try to wake up a little early, a little before they do um, just have some quiet time and just do the body scan and one thing I think you mentioned to try to focus on my feet and work my way up instead of focus on my head and work the way down. Um, because I feel like when you're in your head, everything is moving, you know, you've got vertigo, so you're not still, but when you say to focus on your feet and really feel the ground, um, being grounded is something that I, it was challenging for me. I didn't feel grounded. And so to have that connection to the ground, and then just learning about how your neurons can change and form new pathways. Yeah. And I can heal. I'm not trying to search for something anymore. I'm trying to do it myself. And I'm trying to be confident in myself and trust my body again. Yeah, and that's so beautiful. And what Becky's really sharing with us, and especially I love that you're sharing it from that place of being a beginner and like reading a book and, and getting into it, giving it a go. It's not like you have... 10 years of yoga practice or neuroplasticity, no. <laughs> um, you know, education is she's read a book and she's studying. And what I love about what um, Becky's just shared is basically up here between my ears and in my head is what I don't want to feel. That doesn't feel normal and I don't like it. I reject that, right? So up here is basically what we could consider, I guess, the problem to start with. And that's often what will get us to see a therapist or read my book, etc. And what Becky's doing is she's saying, well, being up here is unhelpful for me. It's actually firing neural pathways and neural patterns that I no longer choose to invest in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be empowered. I'm going to take responsibility for where I focus and I'm going to shift as a starting point down into my feet as a practice to reconnect with a sense of connecting to the earth, to connecting to the ground, feeling the neural pathways from the proprioceptive tense, sorry, touch sensors in my feet, firing up into my brain and saying, here's the ground, I'm steady. And if I keep that focus on my feet, the feet go, here's the ground, I'm steady. And if I keep that focus on my feet, the feet continue firing more synchronous, louder neural messages saying, yeah, we're still here, the ground's still here, we're holding you, everything's okay. So keeping that focus, that mental, emotional, spiritual, the invisible stuff, Keeping that focus down where Becky chooses to feel means she's actually creating a new, stronger neural pathway to take her towards the desired new normal she wants, which is grounded and steady. So having tricks and tools to 
to make use of our biology and our capacity for change means that with time, and it may not be immediate, which is fine, with time, Becky can override some of those confusing disease signals up here by having more of these strong, grounded, steady neural pathways really going loud and clear through her body. They may start in her feet, but she may eventually have them actually everywhere, including the head. That's what we would, um, that, that, that's, a, that's what we expect to see. It's like a full body response, but it can start as a very tiny signal and it could start in the big toe. And this is where the self-study process helps us to explore, well, how do I create my new neural pathways? Because just because the feet work for Becky doesn't actually mean it will work for me. I have to be open to this trial and error and this genuine curiosity and loving kindness towards my body and myself. So as we do move further through the book, so in the, in the beginning, we're talking a lot about why neuroplasticity matters and what it is. And then in the middle, there's some kind of chunky, more um, intense conversations about vestibular audiology and the inner ears and the, the the lengthy, tricky diagnostic process. And I talk about integrated therapies and integrated neuroplasticity versus fragmented therapies. I'm just curious, have you had, um, how, did, how did that sit with you, that idea of having an integrated whole person, whole Becky approach, as opposed to just seeing one doctor at a time and trying one therapy at a time and having mm -hmm. it isolated? Yeah, I mean, it made a lot of sense to me because I kept seeing doctor after doctor, like you said, you know, I saw someone in ENT, I saw neurology, I saw the GI specialist because I had some issues um, that way too. And it was just like, I was chasing this thing and I didn't know what it was. Um, you know, finally I did see a different ENT doctor and they did, you know, give me a diagnosis that I do have the hypofunction um, and my nerves. So that did give me some peace of mind that there is something causing this, you know, it's not just me. It's not just me being crazy. You know, there is a reason for it. Um, but your book just kind of, it gave me a, a reason to kind of look within and get that power within myself. Um, it kind of just stopped chasing more and more for someone else to fix me. Um, I know that I can do it myself with all of the knowledge, you know, that you have given me and through your videos and your book. Um, it's just, it's been amazing. Yeah, beautiful. And towards the end of the book, we talk a little bit about the persistent self-compassion and loving kindness and reconnecting to community and, and sort of going, well, healing and feeling sick can be very like about me. It's me centric. Well, you know, can I get out of bed? Can I dress myself? Can I make it to that thing? Can I, can I, can I, can I? It's very me focused. And as we move on our healing journey, it becomes more we focused. And how do, how do I contribute to my community? What makes me feel valuable? I'm, I'm curious, has that prompted any changes in your daily life in terms of how you shift love and compassion towards yourself and possibly then extend it out to others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, since I got sick, I had just been thinking that there's a reason, um, you know, a reason that I'm going through this so that I can learn and maybe share it with someone else and help someone else that's struggling. Um, so it's kind of weird to think about that. I was hoping for that to happen, but there's got to be a reason why we go through th the things that we do. And hopefully it's to help somebody else. And, you know, hopefully someone watching will, will pick up a little something that'll help them. And um, I think that's something I was missing was just the sense of community mm -hmm. and a sense of, yeah, someone else has gone through it and, and they got through it. 
And that gave me hope and motivation that I can get through it too. Yeah. And at this point, I know you're early on in your journey and mm-hmm. um, it's a really rich self-learning process. At this, at this kind of early stage, is there anything that you feel like, it sounds like you're already carving out time aside for yourself, which is in, in and of itself a real gift, probably to you and your family. But are there any other little kind of surprises along the way that you've been like, oh, it's interesting that I hadn't done this until I got my vertigo. Like now I'm giving this to myself. Is, is there any, any, mm-hmm. any other little acts of self-kindness that have popped up? Yeah, I mean, you know, as a busy mom, I work full time it's really hard to make time for yourself and you really do have to make time for yourself. I'm not good at it. I can't do it every day, you know? Um, but I'm really trying to at least a couple days a week, give myself some time to myself and, you know, make that a priority for the day because, you know, if, if my cup isn't full, I can't, you know, pour it onto somebody else, I guess you'd say. Um, so. And I think, yeah. I think for me, the richness of the, the rock steady process um, is really learning how do I fill my cup? Because I'm not Becky, I'm Joey. So what do I need to, to lighten my load? What kind of support and help can I ask for? What makes me feel alive? You know, and, and it changes all the time. So it's like, it's this, this constant inquiry of saying, okay, I, I'm leaking. I don't feel great. I'm draining. How can I identify the leak, but then also identify where my new desired normal is taking me? And, and mm-hmm. for me, I because I have been doing this now for years, I, I can, I'm still so grateful for that kind of yogic, svadhyaya, self-study inquiry process that takes me back to me and to my center and helps me question, well, where's my true north now? Because it was over there, but that doesn't feel right anymore. And so I really mm-hmm. am excited for you and what you're going to learn. Um, to wrap up our conversation, do you have any words of wisdom or any guidance or any encouragement for people who perhaps haven't read my book yet? Or like, who is this book for? Is it just for people suffering? Or have you found it useful for family members or health professionals? How have you used the book? Yeah. Um, so since I'm kind of early on, I haven't, you know, shared it with a lot of people yet. Um, I've shared it with a few friends and family members. Um, I do have a family member going through some anxiety. So I'm thinking it might be, you know, a perfect fit for that person just to read. And, you know, even if, like you said, you're not specifically going through vertigo or tinnitus, it, it, there's still pieces in the book that can help you you know, trust your body or, or get through a difficult time in your life where you need support. Yeah. The whole person approach. Mm -hmm. They're not quite right. We all feel a bit, not quite right at time. Um, so do you have any last words for the book? Do you want to maybe hold your book and just give like a little, (laughs) whatever you want to say since you're. Yeah. Oh, it's just, um, it's been amazing. I highlighted the book. I've folded pages. I've got my bookmark in here. Um, and it's a book that you can read over and over again. You know, um, you can pick out pieces in it that maybe resonate with you that day. And it just, it may mean something different the next day. Um, it's just, you can pull out pieces and, and just really feel supported by your wisdom and what you've learned and the other people that you have helped. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks so much for your time today, Becky. And it sounds like you're on track and you're carving out time and you're starting the Rock City process. I'm so pleased that the book's been helpful and that you've shared it with your friends and family and your physiotherapist. 
um, and hopefully your doctors too, so that they can they can understand the whole person approach as well in their way. So yes, thank, thank you, Joey. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love what I do. Thank you for trusting <laughs> me. Thank you for enjoying the book, reading it. And I hope we'll maybe share some of your healing journey in our Facebook group, the Rocksteady for Vertigo and Tinnitus community, which anyone is actually welcome to join. That's a free community open to the public where we share out how we're healing. Um, and that's a really powerful community for peer support. Definitely. Yes, for sure. That's been very helpful for me too. just, you know, like I said, to hear other people, what they're going through and what's helped them. It just a sense of community is so wonderful. Yeah. So you're very welcome to join. Visit seekingbalance.com.au to learn more about me, to learn more about the book, which will be re-releasing in September 2021 with an index, which will make that referencing a little bit easier as people want to reread and revisit sections. So yeah, seekingbalance.com. .au and from there you should be able to find your way through lots of freebies lots of goodies the facebook group etc so thank you for listening thank you becky for your time and it's just thank you joey bye for now <laughs> bye